Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The catch is made by DJ Moore. Still going across midfield. Inside the 40, the 30. This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. Welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, along with Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated and Carolina Panthers all-time leading rusher, Jonathan Stewart. We have to all apologize. Uh, we're all, we were all a little bit late today. We all got different things going on, uh, but we are here for you. We are here for the viewer, the listener, uh, the Carolina Panthers fan. Uh, just like uh, any other Thursday, it's Open Mailbag Thursday. And just like Just Don't Care says, be a friend, tell a friend about this podcast and smash that like button to help grow this channel. Uh, you can do that at the Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Um, follow Believe at Believe on uh, Twitter. And you can get to not just our podcast, but all uh, NFL podcasts. There is one dedicated one for every single NFL team that has a, a former uh, NFL player attached to it. So definitely check that out. And you can also hear us on the Sirius XM app. Uh, just search Carolina Panthers and it'll pull up the Believe in Panthers stuff. Uh, we got a lot to get to. We're going to, of course, preview Seattle and Carolina. It's a 435 kickoff on Fox this Sunday. We'll get into the, the do's and don'ts in terms of what Carolina needs to do and what they need to stay away from. Uh, we get to the latest Panther news from the week. Uh, some news on owner David Tepper and his battle with uh, the state of South Carolina, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and we'll, we'll get you some odds and some things to look at for the game upcoming. If you have a question, if you have a take, if you have something you want to talk about regarding the Carolina Panthers, you can do so right now while we are live. Just type it in underneath the YouTube video or underneath the Facebook watch video. It'll pop up here and we'll be able to talk about it on air. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty of everything, let's read. Well, let me read a quick uh, thing from our sponsors over at Bet Online. Football is back. Bet online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And typically, on a Thursday, you all know what time it is. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. We tell you why we're mad. Before, Should we do that first, guys, or do you want me to get into the, the latest? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's talk about this. Okay, so let's do a... Uh, so the for, uh, for those that don't know, every Thursday it's open mailbag and it's also tell them why you're mad Thursday where it's got to be football related. It doesn't have to be Panther related. It just has to be football related. Something we saw or experienced or whatever this week that just got us like piping hot mad. I feel like Stu wants to go first. So, uh, Mr. Jonathan Stewart. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. Um, so, uh, Tampa Bay. New Orleans division rivals for the Carolina Panthers. Now, listen, Tom Brady 
I'm mad at you for being a, for being great. I'm mad at you for being great, being the goat. I'm mad at you for coming down to the NFC South and being disruptive. Okay, I'm also mad at the running back for the Saints, man. Come on, man. Third, Kamara? No, Mark Ingram. Oh, oh, wow. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, so we get a flat pass. And I understand the elements of the game. I understand being hurt. I understand playing hurt. I've done it for my whole career, basically. You had one chance to get the first down, and you just jump out of bounds. You could have jumped into the de- into the defender and picked up the first down. They would have picked up that first down, bro. We would be sitting here with the Carolina Panthers going into the Seattle Seahawks week. Um, really looking at, you know, first place, yeah, sitting at you know right That's there nuts. with the Bucks, and so I'm mad at them for really losing a game they should have had, basically. So you, mm. it pissed me off. It pissed <laughs> me off. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. Uh, Skyler, you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, I'll go ahead and go since mine's not that entertaining. Um, <laughs> Perfect. I, I'm, just, I'm, just not, I'm just not a very mad person. So. Transfer portal. Um, Ooh, man. I, I cannot stand the transfer portal. And I think there's some good things to it. The, 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 let me put it this way. I think it's a good thought. It's just being poorly executed. Um, there's got to be some way that the NCAA, which, I mean, for us to actually rely on them to do anything right is a pipe dream, but they need to do something to where it's not going to be just utter chaos 24-7 every year and just become free agency because that's exactly what it is right now. Kids are just leaving to go get the bag. Um, They're leaving because they're not playing, and I get it. If you're – You've been there three, four years, and you're not seeing the field. Yeah, go go somewhere else. But when you're there for a semester, some of these kids that are true freshmen spent one semester at the school and they want to leave already. Like, come on, like, be patient. And and I get every kid's reason to transfer is completely different. But a lot of these things are coming down to NIL and everything like that. And my my biggest thing is like. Don't be so focused on the NIL because eventually that money's going to run out. If you get $200,000, that $200,000 check ain't going to be coming every single year for the rest of your life. You got to set yourself up to succeed, whether it's academically, professionally, athletically, whatever. But again, I do believe you should be able to transfer and play right away. I, I transferred myself, but what I would do is make some sort of sort of academic stipulation to where you have to have a certain GPA to even enter the portal. And then for you to be automatically eligible eligible to play right away, you have to have another GPA. Say it's a two point a two point five to enter the uh, the transfer portal and like a two point eight for immediate eligibility, something like that. I think that would help eliminate a lot of these kids going in there because I guarantee you a lot of those kids probably would be able to meet those requirements. So you're saying like you can't be like the star of the team, but flunking and uh, 
and transfer yeah. to another school and just slide right in and just start playing. I actually kind of like that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm a little, this is why I don't really get attached to college football anymore. Cause I, everybody that knows me knows I'm a Carolina fan and Mac Brown's been bringing a lot of talent, but I'm seeing a lot of those kids leaving now. And I'm just like, you guys just went uh, nine and three or whatever. You're going to a good yeah. bowl. Everything's setting up for the ACC title game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, and these kids are leaving. And the only thing I can think of is just somebody's waving a check across the country at them to come over here and play. That's the only thing I could think of for it. Which, uh, which, by the way, it's not the. I, I, I would say it's not. I wouldn't even blame the kids. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, the, it's, system. Yeah, it's the system. And yeah. so the the NCAA has got to reel that in for sure because, like, it's good for some, but it's definitely like setting guys up for failure um, if you don't have the right mindset and the right shift. So I'm and, and, I'll, and I'll say this too, like. I cover West Virginia too for for SI Fan Nation, and there's there's some guys that I've talked to that have worked in that building that are no longer there, but um, and they kind of warned everyone about this in that sometimes you're going to have a couple guys on that roster that all of a sudden they're worried about whatever dang NIL deal they can get, and there's so, and some of those NIL do, NIL deals will take them away from their extra time and treatment preparation lifting like and some of them are respectful to the programs you know timelines of what of what they need to do but some of them aren't some of them just don't care and you can kind of see like some of these kids they just get so involved in the to whatever they're supposed to do for their nil they don't even care about watching another an extra hour of, of game film like right. that's a problem um, I'm probably gonna make a bunch of people mad on one side or the other with mine. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. Drop my. Where are we going? Um, I am. I don't want to say mad. I am frustrated at everyone that is mad at Deion Sanders. Like I, I'm, 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 I'm so frustrated about this because it's. I, I tell people all the time. I didn't graduate from an HBCU. I did, I did not graduate from one. I could have went to one, but chose not to. Um, however, I do count the largest HBCU on earth as one of my clients in North Carolina A&T State University. So I'm over there a couple times a week, especially during football season. And uh, no matter how often I'm there, no matter who I'm around or what I'm doing or what's going on, I can never, ever duplicate being a student or a faculty member or alumni of one of these schools. Like, it's just there's no way possible to do it. Deion Sanders didn't graduate from HBCU. He graduated. Well, he went to Florida State. Uh, I know he got an honorary degree or something after the fact uh, a year or two ago from one of them. It's not the same thing. And I'm seeing it's mainly it's mainly my HBCU friends that went there that just I think they feel hurt that he left in the manner he left because of, of what he was preaching while he was there. And I think that th they may have got caught up in the whole he's going to save HBCU football and athletics or whatever at this level. And he was never there for that. That was never his goal. That was never what he was trying to do. Dion was trying to get to a power five school to coach and he wanted Florida state, Florida state didn't want him. So I think he could have avoided all of this by just saying, when he first got to Jackson state, I'm gonna get you to where you want to be. But I, if you're not in it, you should have known Dion didn't stay in one place in the NFL longer than four or five years. The man don't stay anywhere for, for very long. And Dion was bigger than Jackson state. Like when he got there, and then I saw this thing, um, actually, Ninth Wonder, the producer Ninth Wonder, he had posted online. It was like a list of things that had happened over the past two years at Jackson State that might have gone into Dion deciding to move on. 
Uh, do y'all remember earlier in the year they were? I think they were playing a home game or something, or they were on the road or something like that. They were playing a game. They won it. They came back and like their their hotel rooms had been robbed or whatever, or like someone had come in there and took all their stuff. Uh, I, think back, was, I think it was his office. Yeah, that's what it was. It was the co- they were at home. Yeah, they were at home. They were in Jackson, and uh, the coach's office got uh, robbed or whatever. Um, he he basically cut his salary. He basically was paying his assistants uh, some money to to keep them at a certain level. Um, there's just a lot of stuff going on where it's gave not him so- a new gave him a new locker room. All kinds. Yeah, of stuff, he, 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 he invested, he invested his he invested his own money. Not once, state. Not once did the dude say he was going to be there for life. And not once do I think I ever expect him to be there longer than three or four years. As soon as he was going to get an open in some place, I knew he was going to leave. And everyone else should have, too. But the reaction I'm getting online is more, oh, uh, he lied to us, blah, blah, blah. He never said he was going to be there the whole time. Like, I don't understand. And plus, I don't understand why everyone's looking at him to be the savior of, of HBCU football. Like, it's not going to yeah. be one, dude. Keep the same energy after he's gone and keep yes. the same, you know what I mean? Trip. Like. This is Push a trailblazing it. opportunity yeah. for someone else to come in behind him with all the exactly. things that he already like laid out. Pick it's up like, the torch hey, with it. Yeah. You have you have a red carpet now, so do something with it. You know so, what I'm saying? And he had, he had a big I believe he had a big hand in getting in the TV deal. Or, he did. Mm-hmm. He, they got a so, hundred and twenty million dollar uh deal, the SWAT got a hundred and twenty million dollar deal over ten years with ESPN, where they didn't have that before. You had you, know you had the, the brand new locker room that Stu talked about, the facilities, like they were a mess when yeah, he got. And, and I get it. Sad truth is, like, a lot of HBCUs just don't have the facilities or the funding to do it. And that's yeah. that's the, the bad thing about it because, like, like as you guys know, or at least Desmay know, like, I was committed to go to Winston Salem State. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got this. Now, fortunately, their, their facilities are probably much better than some other ones out there but they are now they, i mean i remember back in the 90s growing up it, it wasn't yeah, they probably weren't that good no. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's but one reason why i did not go there was, was partly and it was the cheapest school in the state too on top of it uh uh you know uh what's the word i'm looking for uh semester fee wise like it, it was yeah. like 800 or whatever <laughs> back in the day to go uh, full time so when i transferred uh from the school that i was Winston-Salem was one of the first ones to contact me. I didn't care if it was HBC or not. Like, I, I loved the school, loved the people there. Um, and it was just, like, a really good atmosphere. And I think the thing that you – that most people don't realize about HBCUs is, like, people actually care about you. And and I think that's the one thing that I wish, like, some of these people um, – not just, like, you know, Coach Prime or anybody, but, like, I wish more people would – put their investment into HBCUs to lift them up, to give them the platform that some of these power fives or even a group of five school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they, they deserve it first and foremost. And I mean, like when you, when you talk about getting HBCUs up to the level of, you know, major college football, like you guys said, like it's going to take more than one person. Dion's not stupid. Like he knew like, Hey, I did what I could, but, I'm not going to be the only one that's going to be able to take this thing to the next level. He's got to have so many people around him to do that. And no one's willing to do it. And that's it wasn't yeah. fair. It wasn't fair to think that he could do this. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he actually accomplished what he did uh, in terms of uh, we're not saying that, you know, it didn't exist before him. But clearly the spotlight is bigger now because of oh, him. 
Uh, yeah. And it's up to what what he's college on. game. He was yes. on college game day. Yeah, like, I mean, game day at Jackson. I mean, come on, y'all. And and yeah. on top of that, I will say this: because of the transfer portal and the stuff you laid out a minute ago, I would not be surprised if Colorado is a top fifteen team next year. Uh, just watching USC do it last this past yeah. year out the yep. blue for some reason. Yeah, really been good in two years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you heard his. I know you heard his uh, speech to Colorado team. Yeah, the players. The yeah. Players said, hey, pretty much, he said, "Hey, if you are terrible at football, aka if you <laughs> suck, aka if you are garbage, yep. you better go dial that portal up real fast." He's like, he's like, I got guys coming with me. Like, I got dude. Like, there's dogs. I got some dogs coming in here. Coming, so y'all might want to look the portal up. I was like, Stu, are you mad? He's in the back row. <laughs> Am I mad? Yeah. I ain't mad. You know what I'm mad about? I'm mad still at the Oregon Ducks for losing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. What's <laughs> over? So, next year, I don't even know. They're, they're in the Holiday Bowl. They're playing UNC. Oh, that's right. You know, yeah. They, be, they, better smack, they better smack the dog piss out of <laughs> Man, I don't even know who's playing. Like, we got kids decommitting, going in the portal. Phil Longo just left for a job. Like, I don't even know who's going to be there. Like, so, I don't know. Okay, so we're going to – I know a lot of times I've had a couple people be like, hey, man, why y'all talk about other stuff? Why don't y'all talk about the Panthers? We were just on a bye week, all right? We we don't have <laughs> – we're going to be real hey, with y'all. Like, and, we didn't and have you know what? We so, got we got things that we gotta get off our chest. That's right. This is our this is our therapy. Every Thursday, yeah. this is our therapy. Thursday therapy. <laughs> and y'all and y'all can join in. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. But uh, I understand you guys want to get to some Panther stuff. So uh, the the main news that came out this week, um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper, this just came out this morning, has settled his tax fight with York County, South Carolina. So for those that aren't aware of this story. David Tepper was building a brand new practice facility. It's going to have new hotels and restaurants and all this stuff uh, in Rock Hill, South Carolina, about 25 minutes from uh, where the Panthers play. Uh, about halfway through it, they stopped construction. I never got an answer as to why they stopped. It had something to do with the money, wasn't it? Like something was going on. Tepper was like, nah, nah, nah. And they stopped it all. Uh, and then the county decided to sue David Tepper by saying that he did not handle the funds correctly that they had gave him. Tepper, I believe, was saying he never got the funds. Uh, and then they opened a criminal investigation on this uh, earlier in the week. Uh, it didn't necessarily mean that David Tepper had anything wrong. It's just like the next step in the process. What this means is that York County is agreeing that its dispute with uh, Tepper is totally resolved. The real estate company that Tepper opened uh, that handled this project, that's totally resolved as well. Tepper pays the well, will pay the county $21 million in sales tax money um, and the, the remnants of what they built. Uh, there is still there. And actually they're, they're hoping to sell it uh, from my understanding. So that was the main news that came out of the Panther camp this week. Uh, Steve Wilkes has been making the rounds in the media. Let's just get to the uh, game preview Panther Baker. versus Seahawks. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Baker. Baker. Oh, Baker. Baker who? Hello? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield played quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, Desmond. <laughs> who? Who's that? Um, yeah, I guess we can talk about that a little bit, too. Baker Mayfield uh, let go um, by the Panthers this week. <laughs> he might be starting tonight. He might yeah. be starting tonight. And I was going to ask, how hard is that, Stu? How hard is it for a quarterback to hop off a plane and 24 hours later be starting an NFL game where the whole country is going to be watching because there's no other NFL games on tonight? Look, <laughs> the, the authentic answer is, I don't know. 
<laughs> because I ain't never played quarterback and I ain't never did that. But I do know that if you if you a dog, you a dog. You know, if I, I played running back and I've never had to suit up and figure out an offense within a couple hours and and just jump in. Cam did last year. Cam, <laughs> yeah, sort of. Cam, well, depends Cam, on who you ask. That's because Cam's special. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe I asked Matt Rule. He didn't know the whole playbook. So, But it's I like, do think that, you know, preparation is preparation. And at the end of the day, when it comes to, you know, offenses and whatnot, all it is is just terminology, right? If you pick up certain things that you can kind of connect with, um, you know, offensive coordinator smart enough to to say, hey, we'll, we'll dial it back and we'll roll with what you know. Um, it can be done. They don't have a choice. I think John Wofford, the backup quarterback who went to Wake Forest nearby, is uh, injured. Um, mm. I don't even know the third dude. I don't think he's ever started an NFL game. So it looks like oh, Baker yeah. may play. Um, who was the third guy? Perkins. I believe per- Bryce Perkins. Bryce Perkins. Why does that name sound familiar? Played in Virginia. Played in Virginia. Okay. He ain't start. He. I don't think he's ever started an NFL game before. I don't believe. Um. So yeah, like you, my boy Blue says, the Rams are in a terrible position. Um. I saw the only quarterback who's had a lower QBR in the past fifteen years or something like that than Baker with us this season was Jimmy Clausen with the Carolina Panthers in two thousand ten. Um. And I remember that season watching him play quarterback like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? And I kind of started feeling that way with Baker. Well, no, I never did. Not like that. I never hey, felt man, like y'all gonna that. St- y'all going to st- y'all gonna stop talking about my dog, Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> I'm sure he's a great person. <laughs> I'm sure he's a great human <laughs> being. Jim- I really do. That, that season, man, I mean, granted, it Jim- led to Ron Jimmy, Jimmy was thrown fire. into hot fire, man. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't very fair because, like, he went to Chicago. Like- Jimmy went to Chicago and did I. Right. He did his thing in Chicago. That was we he had Matt Moore on that team too, didn't we? When that the yeah, year Matt Moore was on it, yeah. yeah. Everybody and got everybody was... got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, here, here, here. Don't get out there. So, but that yeah. led to us drafting Cam Newton. That led to Ron Rivera getting hired, and that led to a different era in uh in Panthers football. Um, yeah, man, God don't make of, mistakes. In, ter- in terms of Baker, though, um, he he had been told by the team he was not going to start or be the backup. Uh, for the rest of the year. So Baker actually asked for his release and it was mutual. So um, the Rams will pick up the remaining, I think 1.35 million of his salary this year. Um, Matt Stafford's probably going to go on IR for the year. I would think um, he's got like a spinal cord contusion or something to that effect. So I think he's done for the year. Aaron Donald's been not playing. Uh, the Rams are banged up three and nine. They're, they're banged up too. So, I don't know. That's tonight. We'll see. I might poke in there and see if, if they let Baker play. Now, Grant, well, watch this be the game that Baker throws for 350 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, squeaky clean, and just <laughs> like, watch, this will be the game. This will be the game where he explodes. And we're like, how did he do that in 24 hours? Um, you know, my boy, Blue Baker's going to be out there calling Madden plays. He might have. <laughs> that might be. Hey, hey, hey coach, y'all play Madden? Yeah, <laughs> this run. Uh, I know this one really well. Slam, <laughs> slam, blast. So uh, let's let's just okay. So let's get to it. Panthers, Seahawks. We all know what the deal is. Panthers are four and eight on the season. They're third in conference, but there's a chance. There's a chance that if they get hot here and do something they've done before, which is basically win out, they kind of almost control their own destiny because they do play the Bucks again. 
uh, and the Bucks are ahead of them in the standings. The Falcons, I think the Falcons are about to switch quarterbacks, and Kyle Pitts is on IR. So I think we can kind of push the Falcons off to the side. Uh, well, I told you about them Falcons. <laughs> Saints, Bucks, and us is kind of what I think is going to be. And the Saints, I'm not sure if they know exactly what they're doing themselves. So I think it does kind of yeah. come down to Panthers and the Bucks. Um, Tom Brady, man, he won't he won't go away. Uh, these Seahawks. Carolina's four and ten all time against the Seahawks. The Seahawks yeah, have won let's the talk past about games. Let's talk about keys to victory. Yeah, let's get into keys to victory here. Um, I got one, my one key. You got your okay. Go ahead and hit us with your one key while I'm y'all, scanning. Y'all ready for this? You, you ready for this one key? I want everybody that's listening to go YouTube, go find some clippings of Josh Jacobs playing the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, we talked about this last week. Yeah. My boy went off. He ran for, what, 33 carries, 229 yards. Did you see anything in particular when you were watching it that made you kind of go, oh, that can be exploited? Or was he just getting off that day? Offensive line. The the offensive line was out there moving furniture. Okay. We can do that. And so we get to the second level with Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard. Man, listen, it's gonna be a long, it's gonna be a quick day, <laughs> but a long day for the Seattle Seahawks. We do not want Geno Smith back there passing the ball too many times. Um, so we gotta control a line of scrimmage and get that time and possession. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we need like we need we need a lot of time. <laughs> that thing gotta uh, be off balanced. But uh, uh, running the ball is going to be huge for us, especially up there, you know, where it can get loud and the, the crowd noise and all that stuff. Yeah. You go out there and you just run that ball up and down the field, that, that crowd going to get real quiet. Here's some uh, some nuggets with what Stu just said. The Panthers this year are 3-0 and when possessing the ball longer than their opponent this season. That's tied for the best in the NFL. The Seahawks have allowed an average time of possession of 33 minutes and one second this season. That's the third highest in the NFL. Um, the Panthers are winless when they're trailing at the end of the first quarter. Uh, that's since the 2021 season. That's the worst in the league. Um, What's the stat about rushing yards for the uh, Panthers? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The Panthers have averaged 126 rushing yards. Well, Panther running backs have averaged 126 rushing yards per game since week 10. That's the fourth best in the league. Uh, The Seahawks have allowed an average of 206 rushing yards per game since week 10. That's the worst in the NFL. Now, listen. 206. Deontay Foreman, I hope you're watching (laughs) these long runs, these explosive plays, the film from Josh Jacobs. Okay. Keys to victory. Ooh, this just sets up like easy peasy. Uh, I don't say easy peasy because it's football, but the Panthers have rushed the ball on about 60% of their plays from scrimmage since week 10. That's the highest in the NFL. The Seahawks have allowed 5.6 yards per carry since week 10. That's the second worst in the NFL. Yeah, let's get it. I mean, we're we're landing out here. (laughs) Like, I mean, it it falls right into the game plan. Run the ball down the Seahawks' throat. Take the the crowd out of it, like, early with a long 14-play, 10-rush drive right out the gate just take it right down the field and and run into the end zone like set the set the 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 tone you know what i mean because this mm-hmm. seattle team they clearly cannot stop the run and they clearly know it <laughs> they know they can't stop the run so 
<laughs> like, I mean, and we're coming in, and I think we're one of the top Russian teams uh, in the league since week 10. So, see if there's anything else here. Uh, Panthers have a pass block grade, the offensive line of 75.3. That's fourth in the league. Uh, wow. Since week six. Now, keep in mind how many quarterbacks we have started at Carolina this year. Since week six, we've only allowed nine sacks. That's second in the league over that stretch. And since week four, Iki Aquanu has the best pass blocking grade of any rookie lineman while not allowing a sack. Yeah, let's um, go, Iki. You got a noise. You got you got like a sound effect for like applause for Iki. Um, or like something need, cool. Need a pancake. I got uh, something. Yeah. Sound. Hold on. Hold on. Let's set that little. Like no, splat. I, have <laughs> I thought I had like a splat. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to grab something going forward because they've the offensive line's been playing out of their mind. I, no, I only have okay. sad stuff. I have stuff like Price is Right stuff. Like <laughs> that's not gonna fit for. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna fit for Icky being really. Yeah, nice. we'll, we'll find something for it on Monday. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe get it like a dog barking or something like that. He's Ooh, a dog. Yeah, okay, yeah, let me write that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the defense has been playing better uh, for Carolina. The Seahawks defense. I'm trying to see if there's a, a gap here. other than those 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 runs uh, that they've been allowing the past couple of weeks. They were they were doing really well middle of the year, and then uh, the past like three weeks they've kind of come back down to earth. Um, mm-hmm. Besides running the football, uh, what's something you want to see in this game? Uh, okay, like what's what's something you want to see that we haven't really seen? Maybe not seen a lot of this year, or something you would like to see that would be pleasant. What's something that you'd want to see happen uh, besides a win, of course, uh, Panthers versus Seahawks? Um, Skylar, what about you first? Is there something in particular you'd like to kind of kind of see get going? Hmm. I'm going to say the secondary shows out. And in particular, C.J. Henderson. He's kind of had a mm. little bit of a, a rough year. Um uh, it's it's about time that he starts living up to that top ten draft pick status that he has, and he's been in Carolina now for almost a year and a half. So this is going to be a good test for him because DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, like they got some dudes at receiver, and if you let one of those guys beat you, forget it. So I want to see CJ Henderson step up. I want to see how J.C. matches up against those guys. Um, probably We'll probably see J.C. on on uh, Metcalf, if I had to guess. So that, that'll be a fun one to watch. Um, but I really want to see that secondary step up because we've seen it kind of come in, in, in stretches. I want to see it be consistent because Geno Smith, tell you what, boy, I've, I've known – I've been watching this dude play since he was in college. And – I'm telling you now, if he has a slither of space, he will expose you. And his his dead, he's he's got so so good accuracy. Yeah, especially yeah. on the move. So even if you get him out of the pocket and he rolls to his right, to his left, I'm telling you, he's gonna he's gonna slice and dice you up. So you better be on the cues. I'm curious about that too, the Geno Smith factor, because. We, we you think of him from afar, you know, like uh, he's a backup, blah blah blah. He's limited, but he's he's perfect for Seattle's offense. What Pete Carroll wants to run, he never um, had a second chance either. He never did. He never really. Well, this he is got, a second chance now, I guess. He, he got thrown into arguably the worst situation 
when he came into the league. And he, he got drafted to, a, to a, a team that the head coach didn't even want him. They essentially threw him out there early as a rookie when he wasn't ready. And, oh, yeah, it's the same organization that mishandled Sam Darnold and is mishandling Zach Wilson. So, mm. shocker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you why we messed I'm going to tell you why we messed <laughs> Jets messing up all over the place, man. Um, I think you, you might be muted, Stu. Did you mute? Yeah, these bum organizations out here. <laughs> Out here just missing out on opportunities. Listen, like like something something I gotta say about the matchup for Seahawks and the Panthers. When when the Panthers are not playing the Seahawks because I am from Washington, I am I become a Seahawks fan. Okay, because that's my my stopping ground. So being able to see being able to see Geno because I worked out with Geno um, in California one off season. And seeing where he is right now, um, you know, the opportunity he has and how well he's been playing, like, I'm legit going into this game. Like, you ever watch a game and you're like, you should be cheering for one side and you find yourself like, oh, that was nice. And you're like, wait a minute. I got to, like, get, hey, check yourself, man. Yeah. That wasn't good. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm, a go- I'm, I'm going into this game kind of like, ah, I want Gino to be successful. And, ah. My Panthers better win this game, and so Man. it's gonna be. I think it's, it's you know the Seahawks Panthers like it's when we when I was playing during that time you know the two year span, the playoffs back you know when we went back to back playoffs and then we ended up going to Super Bowl, like there was a rivalry there for a moment with the Seahawks. Oh, and the Panthers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And and yeah. I hope to feel some of that as I watch them play this game, because I feel like the Panthers have an opportunity right now through everything that's gone on this season to really ignite something, not just within the organization or the locker room, but really within the fans. Um, You come out of this game and you just go over there to Seattle and you just lay it on them. Like you really going to like people better not be talking about you know, oh, we better get ready for the draft. We really do. Like, like, people need to be <laughs> – listen, I know I said we was going to get 10-plus wins earlier on this season and it's going to be led by Baker Mayfield. I was wrong. But you want to <laughs> know something? <laughs> we going to the playoffs. We going to the playoffs. All I got to say is, one, yes, you're correct, because if you win this game and you got Pittsburgh and Detroit next up on deck, like, I mean, that that's a, a chance to go on a run. Although Detroit is a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde well, kind of team, they can, they can drop forty on you, and then they might score seven. But if the they but if they see film of Carolina Panthers waxing that behind, <laughs> then they're gonna be looking like, dang! Oh, I thought we were gonna have on. an easy one. And, and not just because he's a West Virginia guy, but Geno Smith seriously has to be in the MVP race because. Mm. The Seattle Seahawks would not be anywhere near where they are right now without him. And that's, that's I think you can make a case. Take. Because uh-huh. you can make a case like, you know, of course, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, all those. Those guys are stars. But the true definition of most valuable player would be Geno Smith right now. Yeah, yep. I See, agree. I, I don't know. I think I have, highly as, agree. as quarterback, I think he has to win the NFC West to, for me to seriously oh, well. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I, in that same vein, though, I'd say the same thing about Tyreek Hill. That you know, if you talk most valuable player, like Miami, Miami is a problem on offense, but a lot of it's because you can't cover any of their receivers. <laughs> like they're like they're all fast, they all run routes right. And Tua, I don't know what happened. Remember when the Dolphins were trying to tank for Tua and they messed that up and they ended up getting Tua anyway? They were trying to tank for him <laughs> because that he was that dude. He was that dude at Alabama. And somewhere along the way, I don't know if it was from him hurting his hip, because uh, a lot it reminded a lot of us of Bo Jackson. So we kind of tempered our expectations a bit, or maybe because he's left-handed. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but we all kind of fell back off at the hula and was like, uh, maybe he's not it. We went to Joe Burrow. We went to all these other young quarterbacks. Tua is a problem too. Like Tua, Tua is one of the most accurate quarterbacks. I don't know. Long throws. I don't want to take anything away from the guy, but I'll say this. The the Dolphins publisher, um, I don't think he cares that I'm saying this, but um, Alan Pupar, um, who covers the Dolphins for SI, he told me before the season he does not buy to a tongue of law. And he said he, he, he told me two weeks before the season he is going to put up big numbers and take everyone by surprise. And the offense that he's in now with Mike McDaniel and having Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, having those weapons, it's going to make him look really good. And then the Dolphins are going to throw the bag at him, and then it's all going to come, come tumbling down. So we'll so see if he's true. But why would it come tumbling down if he still has those players and he's still in the same system? Like, that doesn't make Maybe sense. Maybe a one-year thing. Ah, ah. I don't know. I think Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are going to still be just as fast next year. Uh, so I don't know. Well, I guess, uh, I guess what his point was was more so maybe it won't come tumbling down, but he's still not – you're going to pay for him to be the guy to take you to the Super Bowl and win it. And I just don't think from what I gathered in that conversation I had with him that he doesn't believe that Tua can go and win you a Super Bowl. Hmm. Well, we'll we'll see. But I, I – that's that's very strong words from the uh the Dolphin Sports Illustrated. Let me tell you about let me tell you about these QBR ratings right quick. Yo. Patrick Mahomes, 78.5, Tua, 77.4, Josh Allen, 75.1, Jalen Hurts, 69.2. Guess who's number five? Geno Smith. Geno Smith. I thought you were gonna say Sam Darnold or something crazy. Well, <laughs> like I what? Mean, after last week, he might be somewhere. Hey, <laughs> what what I want to see, um, I want to see them open the offense up a little bit for Sam Darnold because I feel like Sam can make the throws that you can wait yeah. <laughs> Just throw it like five yards further. Like just you know, like open it up a little bit. They, they um, can wait till Detroit or I mean Pittsburgh to do that because Pittsburgh's secondary is just bad. Yeah. Seattle, just say it. Just run the damn. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> Just, run it. Just run it. Now, the last time we were in the situation, we were like, this sets up very well for us. I believe it was Baltimore. And yeah, we just didn't show out. up. Man, uh, the, the weather man. was bad. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on the weather, man. Well, it, well, the team must have stayed at home because of the weather because it felt like they didn't get on the bus that day. It's like they just That's nobody cool. had any spark going on. I've um, had a game like good. that. What do you think that is? Do you think it's the layoff? Do you think it's because we're going to see Wilkes coming off a bye for the first time ever? Do you think it's just not you're in the routine for so long each week and then having this late bye? Do you think that can tend to kind of disrupt your rhythm a little bit? Yeah, man. I mean, I, you just get fatigue, right? You know, yeah. like you're doing something for so long and you're like anticipating a break. 
Um, although they did have, you know, a Thursday night game, which kind of leads into like a, a mini bye week, right? Um, after a game. So, um, but it's a long season and these guys put their bodies on the line, you know, week in and week out. Um, and the preparation, you know, at some point, you know, during the season, it gets so tedious, um, you know, with the, the repetitiveness of the meetings and sitting in the meetings, hearing the same things over and over and over and over and over and over. Um, at some point, you just be like, man, look, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> and, I think, and I think and I hope that's what we saw the Ravens game. Or maybe it was because of the rain. I don't know. But um, well, the Ravens didn't play very well that day either. So it, yeah. it very well could have been. It was, well, it was windy. That's what it was. It was really windy because we yeah, were scared was, to kill uh, goals that day. Yeah. yeah. So. But, uh, <laughs> but I haven't even checked the weather for uh, for Sunday in Seattle. I'd imagine it's going to be overcast and uh, loud yeah, and so probably, probably maybe some rain. Seattle, Washington. So probably some rain, maybe. Uh, My guess will probably be like 44 degrees. Ooh, which, which ain't bad. I mean, hell, it was 60 degrees here today. I was just like, it's yeah. December. Like, what's what's going on here? Um, there's nothing other than uh, anything else I wanted to pull out uh, regarding the game. Johnny Hacker's fifth in the NFL in punts. Uh, this might be a field position game, so keep track of that. Wow. Frankie Luvu came back. Uh, he's he's had 30 tackles, three sacks, and three tackles for loss between yeah. weeks 10 and 12. Luvu's all right now. You already know how I feel about Luvu. That's my dog. Yeah, dude. That's Stoos. my guy. I like him. I like him a lot. I, um, I, I need I need Stu's lottery numbers. You gonna do what? It was, it's gonna be forty four degrees on what? In oh Washington? man, you guessed that. Nah, listen, listen. That's just usually you, you what it. There. That's <laughs> usually the. That's usually what it is during this time of year. I'm, that's what I'm a big. Up. I'm a big weather guy too. So. Like, <laughs> I go to the weather channel all the time and just kind of sit there and just look at it. Oh, you like me. Like when it's hurricane season, there's like a hurricane coming, you just sit there like this, like watching, like, oh, it's a close. It's a four. Grab some wood, tape up the windows. Not tape up the windows, board up the windows. So, uh, it's the, um, Open mailbag. Tell them why you're mad. Uh, Thursday edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Before we get out of here, uh, real quick, score prediction time. Um, what you guys think here? I think last time, Stu almost nailed the score. I didn't ever go back and see exactly what it was, but it sounded pretty close to what we ended up with uh, last week. So, Or a week before last, I should say. Um, Skylar, you go You go first. What's your uh, – Is that why I go first because I'm the Debbie Downer? I, I think so. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Tell us the bad. <laughs> tell us the bad news first. What you think? Uh, You're just the realist. You're the one that's like realistically yeah. looking at it. Like the Panthers have not won a road game this year. Yeah. Should I pick them Four to win the first one going across the country? <laughs> like, yeah, I, this, this you is work for you off. work for the NFL office, the no fun league. <laughs> yeah. Can they pull this yeah. off? Can no. they pull this off, Skyler? They they don't um, and, and and I'll be I'll be real with you. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you now they're gonna win the next two so I'll, after this one we say that yeah they'll win the next two but no I don't I don't think they'll win this one um, I think Gino's just gonna have another really good day very efficient they're gonna stay on the field as Des pointed out they I think they lead the the league in time possession and when you don't get off on, or when you don't stay on the field yourself which the Panthers have not done this year regardless who's who is a quarterback. 
uh, yeah, you're going to be in big trouble. So um, don't have a score prediction right now. I'll have that probably on Saturday um, on our site. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Stu? I'm hurt, I'm hurt man. <laughs> you look disappointed. <laughs> I want to make you happy the next two weeks. Too. <laughs> if, 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 if what Skyler just said – wait, if Skyler – if what he just said happens – then by the time we get to the end of Detroit or whatever, or I don't remember if it's Steelers, Detroit, or Detroit Steelers. By the time we get through this three-week stretch, we would be six and nine, and yeah. I think technically still alive. Well, depending on what else is going on around the they league, will. they will they will be alive. Lose two more times. Tampa's going to lose two more times in the next three. Weeks. Yeah, they'll lose to the Niners. And oh, they got the Niners on a short week. Yeah, they got the Niners Sunday. Um, who is it? Right uh, after? The, the Bengals. Bengals. Look, yo, the Bengals might be the best team in football. And I know yeah. I'm the one. I'm the one that's been championing the whole "don't trust the Cincinnati Bengals" two years in a row. Like yeah. typically, that that works out. I went back and thought about that Bengals game we played against them. That was the cleanest win <laughs> of all the ones that we've gave up. That one was definitive. <laughs> like they before 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 I end before I give you my answer here with this this the score. I do recall me saying you recall me talking about these Raiders. Early on, oh, earlier, yeah, I, yeah, you didn't yeah. trust them. You did not I trust, the, trust the Las Vegas Raiders. And here they are tonight, <laughs> playing a bum Rams team. Easy dub <laughs> with the with the, with a quarterback that just <laughs> arrived. A quarterback that just arrived in LA twenty four hours ago. Man, they got this, they schedule they schedules real fitting right now. Um, <laughs> but anyways, man, look, defense got to play really well against Geno. The our DBs, we need we need a turnover or two. Um, we need to be disruptive, you know, in the backfield, um, getting to the quarterback, um, so we can at least hold them to like twenty one points. Um, but we're gonna have to score at least like twenty seven, twenty eight. So I'm gonna say like the score is twenty seven to twenty four. Ooh, so you got more of a high scoring kind of game. They I, mean, allow, I, mean, uh, I feel like, and I feel like if we control the run game the way we're supposed to, we're gonna be able to hit him over the top. And Sam Donald's got the arm for it, and so that's what I, I feel. I'm gonna. Um, I was close on the score last week too. I think. Um, I'm gonna let me write. Let me write these down. By the way. So yeah, yeah. Right now, so we got a record uh, this time. Um, yeah. I'm going to pick Carolina just for the narrative because we need the win. Uh, I know we haven't won on the road. I know Seattle's won the past three times they saw us. But this is Steve Wilkes' team now, baby. Like, this is a whole different script. Like, I could throw all that other stuff out. Like, we, Steve Wilkes ain't never coached the Panthers versus Seattle, so I don't know how it's going to turn out. So, I'm a, I'm a, if they're, they're going to do what we've seen the past five plus weeks, which is basically run the ball 30 times and let their defense eat. I think they can rattle Geno. Um, I'm going to go, honestly, I'm going to go 24 to 10 Carolina. I think that was the score I picked last week. I think mm. it's going to be it's gonna be one of those games where Carolina sets the tone early. Uh, they run time of possession. Seattle starts getting down, and it feels like when Seattle's down, they're not a team that can come back. They're not built to come back like that. Pete Carroll's teams typically aren't built that way. They're kind of built the way we want this one to be. Run the ball, stop the run, don't make mistakes, that kind of thing. They're not a fast scoring. Like, they're not the Bengals. They're not the Chiefs. They're not 
Miami, they're not these teams, Buffalo, they can get down the field in like 30 seconds and score, and you're just like, I expect them to do that. I don't think that's Seattle. They they had a good stretch a couple weeks back, but they've kind of come back down the earth the past three weeks. They're, they are at Seattle, and I know it's one of the loudest places in the NFL, but these are not the same Seahawks that had the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson actually converting passes and, you know, <laughs> like being Russell Wilson, like that's not there anymore. And I know Geno's having a good year, but it's not exactly the same as it was before. I, I don't think the, I think the aura might be gone in terms of the intimidation factor of going in there to play. Um, I'm going to say 24, 10, and I don't think it's going to be that close of a game. I think it'll be a game. I think it'll be a statement game for Carolina as much of a statement. You can have four games under 500, but I think it'll be one of those games where the nation will be like, can Carolina, can Carolina make a run for the NFC West? The conversation will start after Sunday, after what they do in Seattle, the national media will have to look at them and go look at their schedule. They play the bucks again. Can they do this? It kind of sets up for them to do so. Remember 2014, like all, all that narrative is going to start coming back. I think. Um, so I'm going to go 24, 10 Carolina. <sighs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let that one just kind of let it settle. Let it settle. Let it settle. Because uh, <laughs> so yeah. before we go, before we go, I want to say, um, do you think that the Broncos have tarnished Russell Wilson's career? I think Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson did. Yeah, yeah he. That was uh, a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Broncos thought they were getting Russell Wilson. They got something yeah. else. Uh, they Terrible gave a lot for him, too. They gave a lot. <laughs> they gave listen, so much for Russell Wilson, and listen, now they're man. stuck with this dude. These, these Broncos are terrible, okay? <laughs> listen. The I'll organization is terrible. <laughs> like, I'm blaming the organization. That's, you know, that's, you know what we should do is have, <laughs> is have one of the fans, or maybe we can all pitch in on it, and give Stu a, 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 a Christmas basket filled with Broncos stuff. No. <laughs> No, I'll burn, burn that joint. The drop. Yeah, I'll burn it. I'll do it. I'll do a dark. I'll do a dark night. Uh, what's his name? Bane video. I'm burning some Broncos. Believe we probably but, want that footage too. They're probably like, if you do it, make sure you tape well, it. So we can put it on. It bring the viewers in. I mean, I'm oh, just, yeah. but I was born in the darkness. Our core audience just expects it. So yeah, that that would we might have to set something up. Even though we've already beat Denver and we've moved on past Denver. I feel like Denver's still going to get peppered in here a little bit throughout the rest of us. Uh, just to believe in Carolina Panthers, not so much believe in the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos. They got Uncle Rico Wilson, they said. Listen, man, I'm not even – I'm listen, everybody's going to hate on Russell Wilson. I'm not going to blame it on him no more. I'm picking – I'm picking – I blame the Broncos organization for everything that's happening. We're just not knowing Russell better. I mean, Everything that's happening right now is Russell Wilson's fault. I mean, their, Broncos fault. To their defense, it worked before. Hey, we're one piece away. Let's go grab a, a top three quarterback, bring him in here. And well, Russell Wilson wasn't a top three quarterback when they went to go get him. That's number one. Uh, okay. Number two, he has not um, ingratiated himself with his teammates very well either. So they're not exactly. Yeah, right. we know all those things are happening, but <laughs> if we had to balance and weigh this thing out, the weight would be like. If it would be 65% Broncos and the rest 35% so Russell. Do you, do you think they'd have a better record today if they had Drew Locke at quarterback instead of Russell Wilson? Oh. 
Maybe another game. I think they would be better if they had a better coach, if they had a better GM, <laughs> if they had a better whatever's going on upstairs. They got to change all that. They got to change all that. They might need to change that color. They got to change that color scheme too. Somebody can catch the blame for it. It's going to be Nathaniel Hackett. I'm surprised they haven't yeah. let him go already. But yeah, I'm not blaming John Elway. I know that. We'll leave John out of this. Uh, yeah, John, I think John Lynch John, is the GM. John Lynch. Yeah, pretty sure he is. Isn't he still? Isn't John Lynch still the GM of the Broncos? No. He no, he's the uh, no. 49ers. George oh, Payton. Who am I thinking of? Boy, you, you know, you just went into a, uh, what's some, uh, a hot tub time machine. I could have sworn he was the GM for, for the Broncos. I could have swore he's with the 49ers. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was he you there before? There. I must yeah. have just dreamed that into existence. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know what you're thinking of. You think John Elway and Paxton Lynch. Ah. Paxton Lynch was the quarterback. Yeah. Is he still? He, I don't even know if he's still in the league. No, he's not even in the NFL anymore. I think he's in the, the, the fan control league or something. Oh gosh. <laughs> Sponsored by State Farm Insurance. Um John John is with the Niners. Okay. My bad. Thanks, y'all. My boy Blue. Yeah, sorry about that, y'all. Um, we got to get out of here. Uh Panthers, Seattle, 425 kickoff on Fox. Um Sam Darnold versus uh Geno Smith. We're still rooting for our boy Steve Wilkes um to get another win. Forget the draft, y'all. That's in April of 2023. We're still fighting for a division here, and we're fighting for Steve Wilkes' job. So please stop talking about C.J. Stroud and Will Levis's quick release and yes. get Will Anderson instead. We ain't there. <laughs> we ain't there yet. We got yeah. plenty of time hey, to talk about that. Glory Days Apparel, anybody out there with the T-shirt companies, we need to get these uh, higher Steve Wilkes shirts made. <laughs> oh, yes. Steve On the Steve Wilkes bus or something we'll figure something out too and uh I, from my understanding we, we might have some believe in panther merch that people can start buying soon too through believe so we'll give you guys oh, yeah. all the word we want stuff as well um for scholar callahan for jonathan stewart i'm desmond johnson you've been listening and viewing the believe in carolina panthers podcast on believe podcast networks we'll be back monday with a recap of panthers versus seattle uh keep on thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.